and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Bible. I'm your host, Janae Imani, and today is episode 21, God Sees You. So let's start with a word of prayer. God, I thank you for always being near to us. I thank you for always hearing our cry and seeing the innermost part of our hearts. I pray that as we go through today's podcast that your voice touches me and that it touches anybody who's hearing this podcast, that you remind us that you are near, that no matter how far we may stray, no matter the mistakes or whatever we may do in this life, God, that you are always a call away. I thank you that you are the healer of broken hearts. I thank you that no matter how disappointed, heartbroken, or scarred we may feel in this life, God, you are the only one that can truly heal our hearts. I thank you that we don't go through this alone. I thank you that you are our guide, that you are our friend, our father, our healer. And God, I pray that you always remind us of this. I pray that you help us to continue to think on this in times when we feel down, that you help to remind us to come back to you, to give our hurt and our worries to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So I wasn't sure how to start this episode, like where do I begin? I have this overwhelming feeling in my heart of what I've been just processing the last couple days. And I knew it was on my heart to share with you all, but I didn't know how. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know where to start. And I just pray that God speaks to me, speaks through me and allows me to get these words out to you. But I guess I'll start with how I got here. Um, In church the other day, I heard a message that I didn't know I needed that really spoke to me. And I've realized I've gone through a lot of hurt. I've been in hurtful experiences. I've been hurt by people, by friends, by men. I... I've been hurt and I've been carrying that hurt. And there are certain situations that I thought I've given to God and that I thought I've gotten over or moved on from, but there was still something there and I didn't realize that. In this message, the pastor was going through just talking about how we need to be able to let our hurt go. We need to be able to give our hurt to God because When you're hurt, sometimes you'll see your assignment as a threat. There are people that are hurting, that need help, that you've been assigned to help. And if you're hurt and you allow your wounds of the past to influence your future, you can miss your assignment. Or you won't steward it the way that God wants you to because of that hurt. And I've had that realization before in the sense where... I don't want to be bitter. I know that I've had these hurtful experiences, but I don't want to feel like I have a cold heart or I have a heart of stone. Like I know that I have such a genuine heart and I really do try to approach everything in love. And no, I'm not perfect, but there have been different situations where I felt I really went into it with such pure intentions and my heart was not appreciated or I was taken advantage of or I was hurt. And I didn't want to allow those experiences to alter the way that I exist in this world, the way that I know God wants me to exist in this world. I know that for me, whatever my purpose is, whatever my calling is that God has for me, 
requires my heart. And that is why the devil has tried so hard to destroy it, so hard to harden my heart through the experiences that I've gone through. And I want to fight that. I don't want that to be the case. And so that's something that I have been working on for a while now. At the end of this message, the pastor really gave an an apology and just acknowledged the hurt that us as a congregation have felt. And I don't know who else he might have been speaking to in that room. I could tell that overall the atmosphere was just heavy and that it was a moment of healing for not just me. But in that moment, he was speaking to me not quote for quote, but (laughs) he was just saying like, I'm sorry for the hurt that you felt. I'm sorry that your heart has been broken into a million pieces and you may not even know where all those pieces are and you don't know how to put it back together. I'm sorry that there were people in your life that you thought were safe and that you found out they weren't. I'm sorry that you've gone through this hurt. I'm sorry that you've had this genuine heart and that it's gone underappreciated. And I just began to cry, honestly, in that moment, and just feeling like just this freeing. And he had said, you know, to live a life with a pure heart is to live a life accumulating wounds. And that a pure heart is what everybody wants, but few people appreciate. And that just resonated with me so much. I felt like he was saying all of the things that I've felt before. And saying all of the things that I felt like I needed to hear, but I didn't know I needed to hear that. And he was really just saying, you know, the people that have hurt you in your past are not coming back to fix you. So that really prompted me to think like, okay, well, what, what am I holding on to this hurt that I have? Like, why, why is it still here? And I realized that I needed to be seen. I needed to feel seen. I needed to feel like Someone saw me, someone saw that I'm hurting, that I've tried to exist in love and operate in love and have this genuine heart and that I've been hurt (laughs) because of it. I really didn't think I was, I didn't think I was gonna get emotional about it. (laughs) Just in that moment, hearing those words and just having that moment where I felt like it was me and God and just God speaking through this pastor to me directly that he sees me, he feels me, he cares about me, that there is nobody else that can heal that pain, that there's nobody else that will understand how I feel the way that he does, and that it's okay, and that God wants me to understand that he doesn't want me to have a hardened heart because of it, that he wants me to know that he can heal me, that I'm not damaged, I'm not broken, I'm not unsavable. And just knowing that it's not, your hurt is not the end of the road for you. Your hurt is not your end all and be all. That God still wants you to go out and exist in this world in love and allow your love to be the light in the darkness of the world. And that it's okay, you know, that you're going, you're going to get hurt, that that's life. But that you don't have to change who you are. You don't have to change who's God, who God has made you to be. You don't have to change your character because of it. And I've, I've talked about this. I've mentioned this scripture before, and I don't remember exactly which one it is, but it's in, um, in Matthew. And I, I talked about it in one of my episodes, how God sends us out as sheep amongst wolves in this world and how 
that's like our warning just to know that God recognizes the world as evil. I mean, I've been reading Genesis and that's really where we'll be coming out of today. So I know today's probably going to be a bit of a longer episode. I hope you all don't mind. But this morning I read the story of Noah. And this is a story that I've heard since I was little in Sunday school. But really just reading it and asking God for understanding and realizing different things that I hadn't thought about before. When reading it today, realizing how brokenhearted God was to see that this creation that he made in his image had become so evil and so wicked and maybe not even knowing how to go forward and feeling like he just needed to wipe the earth like who not maybe he would have just wiped the human race out completely but Noah found favor with God because he was righteous and being that one that God felt like humanity is not lost we needed to start over <laughs> but humanity was not lost and I want to have that same sentiment in this world where I feel like sometimes you just run into these people who it can feel like they're just so evil towards you or they have such bad intentions and things that you would never even think to feel towards another person people can feel um, or bring into your life. And you experience hurt when you feel you didn't deserve that. And I feel like God just wants us to know that we're not lost. There are still people that love. There are still people that are pure and kind-hearted and genuine and that you will find those people. You, are, you will experience those people. But most importantly, he wants us to be those people. The passage that the pastor spoke about was the Good Samaritan and how he helped a person who historically, who that person represented had caused so much hurt and pain to the Samaritans and how he didn't allow that hurt to stop him from helping this person, from showing that person love and kindness and that that is how we should be in this world. But I want to also pull from another passage that I was reading since sitting in church that day. And this is going to be Genesis 16, the birth of Ishmael. It's only... 16 verses so maybe i'll just read the whole thing so you all have context as well um starting at verse one now saray is it saray or sarai i really don't know um <laughs> biblical names that well so i'm just gonna go with it if i'm wrong i'm wrong now saray abram's wife had not been able to bear children for him but she had an egyptian servant named hagar so Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. So even just up to that point, right? I wanted to take a different look than what is typically spoken about when it comes to this story in the Bible. A look from Hagar's perspective as a servant to Sarai and how she was asked to really do this favor to help Abram and Sarai in having a child and what she might have been feeling during this then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. 
Abram replied, Look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. Hagar is probably swarming with all of these emotions of maybe feeling used or discarded or underappreciated for what she thought was helping and what Sarai thought was helping. You know, nobody's perfect. And she did have these feelings of contempt towards Sarai. We don't know where that might have come from or arisen or what she was feeling. But then being so harshly treated by Sarai, somebody who had asked her for help, who she had gone through so much to help, feeling discarded by them and harshly treated to the point where she ran away. In verse 7, we see how the Lord begins to speak to her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears, for the Lord has heard your cry of distress. Now that was a part of this story that really stood out to me. Situation that she's going through and feeling used and hurt, but still having to carry out this child and bring forward this life out of a situation that was so hurtful for her. And being told to name him Ishmael, God hears, because God has heard her cry of distress. And in that moment, feeling heard was something that I realized I needed in my hurt. And I think that a lot of us need, where we feel like nobody understands us. Nobody knows the hurt that we're feeling. Nobody understands what we've gone through. Knowing that God hears you when you cry out to him that he's there that you're not crying out in vain that you're not going through this alone that he hears you and as we keep going we'll see how Hagar realized God sees you as well in verse 12 this son of yours will be a wild man as untamed as a wild donkey he will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him yes he will live in open hostility against all his relatives Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me, which in Hebrew is Elroy. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named Behir Leheroy. Y'all, <laughs> like I said, I don't know these names, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. So another scripture, right, that really stuck out to me was verse 13, where Hagar used this other word to describe the Lord. And all throughout the Bible, right, we hear or we learn about the different words that are describing God to us where he is a provider, a protector, a healer. But in this scripture, that God sees, he sees us. He not only hears us, but he sees us as well. And I just thought, I think that's so amazing. Like we see all these experiences throughout the Bible where people experience God for themselves and 
create this name for him. So whether that for you has been waymaker, protector, healer, whatever that might, may have been in your life before, knowing that God also sees you. He's your Elroy. And I just wanted to share that with you all, that God hears you, he sees you, and he, above all, can heal your broken heart. So when you're experiencing this pain and this hurt, be careful of where you look for that healing. It's not going to come in another person. It's not going to come from the person that has hurt you in the past. It's not going to come from you. You can't do it alone. It's going to come from God. And I want you to focus on that, to pray on that, and to know that you can share your heart and bear your soul to God. And he will hear you. He will see you. He will sit with you. And he will heal you. I also wanted to share with you a song that fell into my spirit as I was experiencing all of these emotions and really just bearing my soul to God. It was Goodness of God by C.C. Winans. Take a listen, and I hope that it blesses you the way it blessed me. So I pray that you have a very blessed week. I pray that you think on this this week and that it does provide healing for you and for whatever may have broken your heart or hurted you hurted you <laughs> or hurt you in the past. And I pray that you have a new sense of joy and peace this week. And I will see you next week for another episode of Black Girl Bible. Bye.